What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Post Credits Pod. I am your host, Ryan Swartz. You can get at me on Twitter at Swartmain, S-W-A-R-T-M-A-Y-N-E. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Swartness, S-W-A-R-T-N-E-S-S. This episode is going to be focused on Thor, the god of thunder. Um, We're going to get into how we feel about that movie, me and my cousin Jordan. My favorite cousin, Jordan. Maybe not my favorite. Let me chill. But, uh, and also we're going to be talking about Annihilation. And super, super exceptional sci-fi thriller, whatever you want to call it. Great movie, though. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching it. I was really into it. I was weirded out. I got really uncomfortable in some scenes. I uh, got super intense. I mean, it was a great movie. I'm going to save it for the episode. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You need to go check that out. Uh, there will be some spoilers when I'm talking about, obviously, Thor, but there will be some spoilers in Annihilation when we're discussing that movie. But I'm really going to try to hold back the big stuff. But I definitely, uh, to, to really get into what that movie is going to be about, we're going to have to talk about some parts of the plot that develop in the movie, but we'll have to get into it on here. So listen at your own will, but I'm definitely going to keep the, the really juicy stuff to myself. And my cousin will promise to do the same. Um, yeah, man. Uh, and also be on, be on the lookout uh, for the next episodes. Uh, we're going in order. So we're going to be doing Captain America, the origin story. You know what I'm saying? First Avenger. And then we're going to be doing the first time we've seen all these guys on screen, the Avengers. We're going to be doing that movie, uh, an episode for that. And um, if we have time, we'll do some Atlanta. We might have to move that to another episode where there's just more time because Atlanta deserves a lot of our attention. It's a great show. And we're really excited to talk about that here. Um, and we'll probably be checking out some stuff on Netflix and kind of throwing that into the discussion too, just uh, seeing how we feel about it. Uh, if I'll definitely be taking suggestions. So... You know, get at me on my social media handles that I gave you. If you know me in person, you listen, just come talk to me about it. Give me some suggestions of something you watched on Netflix or wherever that I should check out. Uh, yeah, man, on to the show. Please open your eyes. Oh, no, this is uh, physical. Where did it come from? Your ancestors called it magic. And you call it science. I come from a place where they're one and the same. He has disobeyed his king. His fate is in his own hands now. I will end this. Yo, 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 what up, what up? We are here to talk about the God of Thunder, Thor. Yeah, here to talk a little bit about Thor. What's up, man? <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, that boy. Um, yeah, I will, Real quick, I, I'm going to hop right into my opinion on it. I didn't dislike this movie nearly as much as one, nearly as much as I remember disliking it after I first saw it. And just as much as I expected to dislike it again for the second time. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed it for about, like, 70% of the way through. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously top five Marvel movies, so... What the fuck? It's good. 
Are you trolling me like the same way you do with that Hulk shit? I, I wasn't like, trolling you with the Hulk shit. I am with a little bit with this. But so, so after watching a handful of these Marvel films, I've you still feel like Hulk is like that upper half? Honestly? <laughs> yes, I would prefer honesty. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I don't know. It's just a different. I'm not. I don't know. We're not we have a ways to go. Fa- yeah. fa- phase two and phase three of this MCU gets better. We're in the we're in the worst half of it. Like Iron Man one and, and the the Avengers, from what I remember, are the only ones that are tr- super like exceptional for the comic book genre. But we're not here to talk about those movies. Um, let's get into th- what we liked about Thor. Um, let, let me just hear your your general uh, like take on the movie right now. Like how you felt right after watching the movie. Oh, uh, I love it, man. I really enjoyed Thor. Like, I, this was one I was really excited about. I was really excited going into Thor. Like, it was one of the ones that, like, I hadn't seen in a really long time. And I remember, like, whenever mm-hmm. I did see it in theaters, I really liked it. Um, it's the first one that takes place... I don't know. I, I feel like I liked it for the same reason that people like Doctor Strange. Like, it opened up, like, that kind of, like, that different realm. Like, we're going into mm-hmm. space. Like, when you saw... You weren't, like, in San Francisco with Tony Stark or wherever he lives. Yeah, I'm tired Malibu of, like... I don't want shit. my superheroes, like, fighting the military. Like, fuck the military. <laughs> I don't have, like... You I want some intergalactic whatever, shit. Whatever, Iron Man's got, like, a yellow ribbon on his fucking ass. Like, fuck that shit. Like, I want... <laughs> Like, open it up to, like, some spaceship. It was, yeah. you know, CGI. For 2011, that's great CGI. And, like, we, like, really, really early. Like, I feel like the pacing of it, like, how they opened it was great. And then, like, really early, like, they throw you right into... Asgard. Asgard. Like, you're all up in Asgard Super right away. early, yeah. And I, I feel like I remember whenever I went to watch it the first time, like, back in 2011... That was something you really wanted to see. You really wanted to jump into that mm-hmm. world. And so, like, what if it took, you know, 45 minutes for you to get to Asgard? Like, that would suck. And they just totally erased all that intense, uh, anticipation right off the bat. Yeah, that's actually something that that was, like, going to be a big talking point for me was the fact that the first half hour of the movie was just straight up Asgard intergalactic shit going on, which, would, like, made it fun. It was able, it was made it easier to just get consumed by what was going on in the movie because for some reason in my memory i feel like he was in new mexico the whole fucking movie but that wasn't true that was really only kind of like the second half yeah i was like that's like nobody wants to be in new mexico period yeah let alone go spend money to watch a movie about a superhero in new mexico of course um and so it was cool to just see just see asgard and see see like all the uh, just kind of like almost like not nearly to the extent but how like when you were watching black panther and you saw wakanda and you were just kind of mesmerized by it mm-hmm. it was only a fraction of that but it was still interesting to see it it just looked cool um and it was cool to see this world like they all had their armor and everybody just looked like a badass of like medieval space assassin like it was yeah. it was cool um and i will say that anthony hopkins i actually enjoyed his performance in the movie because he's one of those actors that like if he's not in like something he feels oscar worthy he can just kind of like check out and just read his lines and go with the flow but like he felt like he really like he wanted to give you a performance like he tried to at least and i I could feel it like he as odin as a father like he delivered a couple lines where i was like yeah i felt that shit anthony hopkins played anthony hopkins in this movie well as he always does but he gave you like a passionate anthony hopkins like he was trying to give some emotion behind his lines he wasn't just he didn't just sound like the the old creepy British guy, you know. Like that he can't is he British? I'm sorry if he's not. That's that's very insulting. But whatever he is, like sometimes you you know what I mean. He yeah, can just yeah, kind of yeah. bore you a little bit with the with the old accent, and he you kind of wonder. He's always kind of mysterious. Um, I think he was he was 
I don't know if I would cast him as Odin, like if I was the one doing it, but he didn't do a bad job by any means. Who would you cast as Odin? Who would I cast as Odin? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> no, I'm just Jeff Bridges is Odin? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, that's a good question. I don't know who else. Odin, the thing, well, when I think of Anthony Hopkins, I don't think of like a powerful figure. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that convincing that Odin was like some great conqueror and ruler with Anthony Hopkins. I felt like, oh, he's a wise person, yeah. but I didn't get the, I, mean, I get he's supposed to be like the old, like an old version of himself. He's yeah. not the young Odin, but like even then, I just, something about him didn't scream powerful intergalactic leader. Well, it was a- more like he'd be on the council or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's a huge point of this movie, though. And that, I think that's a good casting for Anthony Hopkinson. I think that's a great reason for Anthony Hopkinson. Because it was the, we don't want Thor to be war-hungry. We want him to be the wise ruler. That's true. And that's what, that's what Odin kind of was, was a contrast. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because he didn't want, he, he actually was opposed to that ideology of like, oh, well, if somebody gives you a little trouble, go punch him in the mouth. Like, that was, he was against that. He was like, oh, well, what's the point? Like, there's no yeah. point in starting something if we don't need to. And I, I, he did embody that well. Um, and I felt like when he when he had that kind of a point of view when he was talking to his son, uh, like you could feel it, like it felt authentic because that sounds like something the real Anthony Hopkins would say, like, "Hey, like, why fight? Like, we're you know we're we're men, you know, like he yeah. like we don't have to go and beat people up all the time." And yeah. and so that was convincing. So I guess from that standpoint, for the point in Odin's life that we were seeing in this movie, I guess he was he wasn't a bad typecast for it you know the old wise man mm-hmm. i get it um i just i don't know i can't help but feel maybe it'll it'll if it comes back later to me in the podcast if i just come up with like one or two guys mm-hmm. i think would have been better i'll throw it out there but maybe maybe i'm tripping and maybe he was about as good as you can get for that role i've never seen anthony hopkins in anything and thought nah like i wish somebody else was anthony Hop- maybe like well i never saw the newest transformers movie <sighs> but i heard he was in that that was, was awful. Yeah, but everybody was awful. That was just an awful movie. Yeah, he was so. getting that Michael Bay money. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, Get yeah, paid. yeah. That, that's an example of him just like, hey, I'm here because I got paid and I'm going to read these fucking lines <laughs> and that's it. Like, it was, yeah. he wasn't fully invested in that movie, like, but I don't think anybody was. If he was like in one of the new, or let's say like this is like 20 years down the road and Disney's killing it now and he's trying to get that Disney money, but like, I don't think Disney was really throwing like around Disney money. Not yet. In 2011, yeah. No, I don't think that was a hard role. I don't think that was a very time-consuming role for him to play either. No, to be honest. I was um I was looking at this cast and actually Anthony Hopkins is he's one of the I mean he's always one of the bigger people in any cast. Mm-hmm. But even for let's see, so you have Chris uh, Hemsworth as Thor. In Iron Man, you had Robert Downey Jr. Like, even though, like, he's making a comeback role, like, that's still a bigger casting decision. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a known name. Uh, Gwyneth um, Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth. Pretty big casting. Yeah. Uh, well, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, for Iron Man, yeah. Um, Chris Evans coming up in Captain America. You at least know that name from uh, the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Kind of, did I did. You know that name? Yeah, well, yeah I as did, a kid, yeah. I mean, as like, yeah, as a like the somebody who's gonna watch like the Marvel movies and get excited about them. Like, I saw that Fantastic Four movie. I know who Johnny Storm is. Fuck, I was fucking pumped about Chris Evans' Captain America. There was a lot of hype around that. And then um, the Hulk. I mean, Edward Norton casting that. Chris Hemsworth hadn't done. He jack was. Shit. He was like the. He was trying to make his name. I think he hadn't yeah. done much of it. Now he's, uh, you shit. could argue that he's like almost in that A-list area where like if Chris, you could just put his name on like the title of the movie and Chris Hemsworth and that's enough. 
I think at you this point... You at least know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah you at least like, oh, Hemsworth. That, you could look him up. Like, oh, yeah. that's that handsome Australian motherfucker. You could, you, you know. Yeah. At the time, he was kind of a nobody, but he definitely looked the part. Is there anybody else you think could have been better as Thor than Chris Hemsworth? At that time, in 2011, like right now, no. Like, yeah, somebody like... What else buff-ass blonde guy do you have that has an accent? That dude or they from, can do, I guess any actor, good actor can do that accent. But He's, you know, he's like a better version of the dude from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, you know, that actually, like, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah. He would have been probably the, a good second choice. He could have he could have nailed this, but yeah. I think Chris Hemsworth definitely was the better choice. His brother that's like the star of Vikings, uh-huh. like, would have been a good choice. I think the Crimson, like, okay, so there was a bunch of people that you probably could have put in that role because basically you're just trying to fulfill a body type, mm-hmm. and whoever's casting that movie fucking just crushed it because what you have to find out of that is the right charisma. And mm-hmm. Hemsworth came with that shit. Like, yeah, there was there wasn't an A list or like what are you gonna like Christian Bale from like The Dark Knight like doing <sighs> no. that shit. That dude can like body up quick though. Yeah, Brad Pitt was a little too old at this point. Yeah, you could have got like Brad Pitt with the beard and long hair. He could have pulled it off. I wouldn't have taken Brad Pitt as Thor seriously. No, it would have been, been weird. Yeah, I yeah, been I just think weird. as far as looking the part, that's about like who else can you pick? That's yeah. about it. I can't think of too many yeah. guys that can pull off the long straight blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And the buff look, like I don't know. I, so I, Chris Hemsworth was about as good as it was going to get. I think they did nail it with that. Um, I think part of the the casting or nailing the casting in a lot of these Marvel movies is you have to. So you know who Robert Downey Jr. is. You know who Chris Evans is. You know, well, you, you kind of know who day. Mark Ruffalo is. And well, that's the thing. Like you kind of know. You're familiar, but at the They're same good time, this person has to be completely associated with that superhero so you have to to take an almost unknown like somebody who isn't like Mm -hmm. can't be like typecasted and then that person has to then be able to take on the full identity of that superhero when you think of that superhero or when you think of that actor Mm -hmm. like those two are completely interchangeable so you can't take somebody like a brad pitt because then you think of them as something else and like you can't fully yeah you're like oh this is the guy from fight club and he's gonna be thor yeah yeah and i I think that's a huge thing not with like all movies because i mean like how would movies work if like that was a thing but like i think like with the superhero genre to where you're really trying to tie them into this specific character and also tie them into this specific character for Oh, God, I don't know, man. What did we talk about? Uh, Iron Man was 2008 all the way up to... Marvel's got plans to go up to... Oh, 25, 24 at this point, probably. Yeah, the last thing I read was 2025. So, like, you have to basically... When you think of them... Like, whenever I think of the the dude who played Black Panther... Mm -hmm. What's that dude's name? You know that dude's name? Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Did not know before Black Panther, but I do now. Yeah, you do now. Uh-huh. And like that's who that dude is, and so it just kind of fits. You like you see that, and you're like, yeah, like that. That's what gets you like really yeah. involved with that story. So that's why I can get really involved with Thor, is because Hemsworth is Thor. Yeah. If I see I, him in other shit, it's fine. But like, that's Thor. But it's cool that he kind of got his big break as Thor, and then yeah. he, but because he did pretty well as Thor, like the movies weren't amazing by any means. But the fact that he nailed his part of the movie, he did his part now. No. Um, that he can get other roles, and he does pretty well. I think in other like I've seen him in a few other things. I can't even. I'm not even gonna try to dip into the names of all the stuff. But he's he's like a pretty solid actor. Like he's not like a shitty. Was he in the big ass robot movie that's got a sequel coming out? Uh, 
with Boyega. Or was that the dude from Sons of Anarchy? No, I think that w- that was the dude from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, you get those guys it. confused. I don't think they look that much. Alike. I just get yeah, all all big buff white blondes oh, yeah. look the same. Yeah, <laughs> straight <laughs> hair. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I, no, I, I get what you're saying though. It's nice to have a guy with a clean slate. And just let him really own that character. Yeah. I, I agree. And then you know he doesn't have too much else going on because he's not that A-list actor yet. So it's like, hey, I got this guy for at least like a sequel to just focus on this. Yeah. And so, I think that that move can backfire at any time. Marvel's done a great job about picking these people out to where it could backfire. And uh, they've kind of nailed it for him. And honestly, like, I don't... Um, oh shit! I wish we would have looked up what Thor had on Rotten Tomatoes or seventy-seven percent, seventy-seven, which is probably just barely above where That's I would good. put it. That's but it's not bad though. I really liked it. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like I really liked it. Like I, th- I think they have nailed that every single time. Like they, they're taking a chance on an actor, and I, I don't know, kind of what that process is within the movie, but like. They've nailed it every yeah. single time. Like I really believe, like that is the character. Like I never see a superhero that they do. Um and then say like nah, I don't really fuck with that except, except for, for like Ant-Man. well except for Ant Man and it's not Paul Rudd's fault it's just fucking you just, who fuck, Ant-Man, a fuck about Ant Man I'm telling you fuck? you will give a fuck about Ant Man once you see Ant Man I just gotta watch it yes um, um yeah, I can't I, wait to watch that shit I talk a you. lot of shit about Ant Man I've never seen it I'm I'm gonna watch it I'm not like excited to watch it because it's fucking Ant Man but like <laughs> whatever dude Ant Man is gonna blow you away but we'll, we'll save that shit. Um, so getting back to we're talking a lot about the casting and everything, which the casting was well. Oh, by the way, this is low key uh, a Natalie Portman special episode because um, Annihilation will will be discussed. We saw that movie and she was great in that movie. She was okay in this one too. Um, but it's just weird how like that that'll be like a just be look be on the lookout for that segue earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Natalie Portman. We'll touch on it. Like she was cool as well. I like uh, enjoy like she's just a, she's good like Love she did yeah like she she just she she knocks out the park she does like a lot of little like the little subtle stuff that just like it seems like what a person would do in a situation she Yo. she's she doesn't overact but like she nails the stuff that she should and you don't feel like you're watching like somebody who doesn't know what they're doing on camera marvel does a really good job about picking high level female leads and then making them one-dimensional kind of just like shit characters in the story but then those, like those leads, they do like the little subtle things that make you care because about because they're talented. Yeah. Like if you just looked at it, like I'm sure, like if you just read the script of like the Hulk, you wouldn't give a fuck about Liv Tyler. But that's Liv Tyler. Put respect on her name. <laughs> she does that shit that makes you care. Gwyneth Paltrow and Iron Man. She's great. Pe- Pepper Potts is actually pretty good. Like it's a pretty she has good a character. better character written into the movie. I yeah. Think. Well, Pepper Potts. Yeah, she's pretty tight. But Gwen Paltrow, like, she really comes with it. Also, yeah, we've already done Iron Man 2, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she fucks up in Iron Man 2. She kind of sucks in that. She gets way better in 3. Um, <laughs> and then fucking Natalie Portman, awesome. It's the same thing. She's, like, kind of like that one... I don't know, she just feels, like, more, like, one-dimensional. But, like, it's, it's like... There wasn't a lot to her character, but that's not her fault. She they, did the most with what she had, and I picked, enjoyed seeing. They picked her good on actors yeah. for kind of subpar comic, and it could just be like comic booky kind of writing. Well, think about like when these when these comics were written in the sixties, seventies, and even sometimes earlier. Like, yeah, how much depth were they going to give a female character back then? It's sad to say, but well, you know that's you true. You want to talk about the writing? I mean, think about like every fucking cameo that. Um, Oh, so embarrassing! What's his What's his name? Old ass motherfucker. 
the comic book. He has a cameo in every movie. I'm having. A oh movie. Jesus! Uh, I am too. Look, we've had a few to oh, drink. Oh, this is embarrassing. And we're. Ch- God, oh my God! Okay, look up, look up. Let, let my <laughs> let my Wi-Fi help me. Um, what's his name? It doesn't matter. Well, look, we're gonna move on. Marvel, hold on. No, we can't. I can't Marvel move creator? on. No, Marvel creator. Oh my God, y'all are gonna flame me up if y'all listen to this shit. Are you yelling at the whatever? Uh, Stan Lee. Jesus Christ, I hate myself for taking that long. Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. Like I'm, I'm, we're over here doing a Marvel series, and I can't even think of Stan Lee's name. But think about how like yeah. how goofy like Stan Lee's lines are in every camera. It's always like that corny kind of like, over the top. Like, yeah, and you know Stan Lee like writes that shit or just like ad libs it. Like that's yeah. the, that's the shit that just comes off the top when he's writing fucking comic books. He, like, that's he, that's what he writing. does. Comic book writing. Yeah, like yeah. like you got you can only fit so much in that bubble. So make that shit pop yeah make that shit funny or whatever yeah, it's just quick little like zippy that's yeah. why like that's why that's josh, why disney was perfect to take this over well, that's, they, they're that's good why with disney the gets to do it that's why joss whedon gets to fucking do avengers yeah, it's a little like quippy stuff also for comic book stuff fuck you guys we don't read comic books i mean it, not fuck you if you do read comic books but but if, if you're mad at us for not reading comic books and whatever go fuck yourself yeah sorry um but we we do our best to, to do our homework there's some stuff i have read i'm not uh, like i'm not gonna act like i haven't read any comic book ever but look sometimes we're gonna be rusty on that part um yeah but, but I'm, I'm bad at homework square up yeah <laughs> um what's up guys i hope you're enjoying the show so far just a quick reminder that if you are enjoying it, go ahead and subscribe and give me a five-star rating if you feel like it. Um, I really hope to get feedback from you guys, so you can go ahead and follow me at Swartmain on Twitter. That's S-W-A-R-T-M-A-Y-N-E. And uh, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Swartness, S-W-A-R-T-N-E-S-S. Um, but yeah, this one episode here, talking about Thor... As you probably hopefully know by now, if you've been listening, as part of a Marvel series I'm doing, exploring and discussing all the movies that are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to Infinity Wars. Uh, So next we'll be talking about Captain America. That'll be later next week. And then finally, the Avengers. So if you want, while you're listening to these episodes, you can you can watch the show or I mean the movie. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can watch the movie at home. Listen to the episode, boom, you're part of the discussion, you can give me some feedback, we can get to talking about it, and it'd just be a lot more fun, because, you know, you get a lot more opinions about shit, uh, and it's just, that's that's what I do it for, so, please watch the movies with me, listen to the show, and check out Captain America so we can talk about it next week, alright, back to the show. Back to the movie, the, the actual one work that we're t- here to talk about. Um, I, like we, we talked about how quick we got into Asgard, which is literally just that's where the movie starts, and yeah. for the first thirty minutes. Well, no, it started briefly in New Mexico, and then we like, it kind of does the whole like, oh, let's show you how we got to this point. Yeah. Um, and I like and I enjoy that. There was a lot of CGI shit going on, but it looked cool. I liked how the Night King made a cameo appearance in this <laughs> with the the ice giants. I thought they were just kind of cool. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was a cool little origin story. Like, they didn't overdo it. Like, they had the little scene where Thor and Loki were, like, boys. And you could tell that they were right away already tried to show, like, the difference between the two. How, like, one was destined to become king or the other was like, oh, well, kind of, what about me? Like, they kind of set that early in the movie. He was a little shit. Thor was a little shit. He was, yeah. that, he was like that little kid. Like, at any kind of, like, if you saw him, like, running around, you just, like, want to... 
where the fuck is your mother at? Like, yeah, you want to pop him? You want to yeah. pop him just because, like, I know you're doing some bad shit. Yeah, he's the kid that, like, you like you don't want to spank your own yeah. kid, but, like, you just, like, that's the kid you just, like, fucking, you need some punishment. You little Brett. spoiled, like, yeah. you spoiled motherfucker, yeah. Well, no, like, they definitely gave you that vibe right away. You're giving and, the eye to his mom, like, at the birthday party, like, get this motherfucker in control yeah. right now. Like, no, for real. Um, Yeah, and so, I, I enjoyed the origin story, showing, like, how, like, cocky he was, and then now... How he said, screw what my dad said. Like, just the whole, the motivation behind everything worked okay. Like, they threw it together, but I thought it, even though it moved quickly, I liked it. I didn't want to spend too much time on an origin story, but I enjoyed the time that we spent in Asgard. I fucking hate origin stories that last forever. You can tell, yeah. like, some, like, like some, even, yeah, some early, like, uh, superhero movies, the pacing is just so drawn out on the origin. They want to jump so much into character development on the origin. Yeah, they, like, they want you to be so invested. And yeah. It's like, dude, we already are. Like, we're here. Like, like we, we know. know. You you have to show it, but don't take forever to spell out like every it. sequence and don't try to add all this other dramatic stuff that probably wasn't even there to begin with. We it. understand what's about to happen. Get it. Get it. Um, now, yeah. I will say that... Um, but the thing is, okay, so I, enjoy, I enjoyed the scenes... Like the the beginning that for like I said it was I stopped the movie to check I was like okay how long were they in before they even got to that point in New Mexico it took thirty minutes almost literally um, and then but once he got to New Mexico you know what I like what they did which this is always like great for just mining comedy you can always pull so much comedy out of stuff like this and they did it in Wonder Woman as well um, and I thought they did it so good in that movie is when you take somebody who's literally might as well well from him he's literally from not even this earth he's not he's an alien essentially and you put him in a situation where he's so out of his element and he's just doing and saying so many ridiculous things mm -hmm. and he's i am thor how dare you disrespect like that shit was so funny to me mm -hmm. like it was genuinely like it wasn't forced I was enjoying just watching him be like throw people around a hospital room yeah. and they fucking tackle him and sedate him. I thought that shit was funny. Um, when he was like, "I want another drink," and he like breaks the glass, <laughs> yeah. like all that shit was funny to me because he was like, "Yeah, that's probably how he would act." Like he wouldn't know what the fuck's going on. He's yeah. just like he's a he's a little asshole from like not even on Earth. He doesn't understand the customs. Super genuine, yeah. Um, and so yeah, I thought like for some reason my memory of Thor maybe the Dark World is what messes it up for me, and we'll see when we do that review. Oh yeah, I've never seen um, that. But the the thing is, I for some reason I remembered it just being like a dry, boring movie that like didn't have enough comedy, but it didn't have enough action. I will say it did it. It still didn't have quite enough action for me. But origin stories rarely do. But the comedy actually they nailed it. Like they did a good job. Like they I, I enjoyed seeing him and Natalie Portman kind of act off of each other and just him be like ignorant to what's going on around him. The girl that's from a uh, what's it like uh. Uh, two two broke, broke girls. girls. She was really like she added. She peppered in just enough comedy in there by Cat, like with her little comments. Cat Dennings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was great. Like she was a great little little uh, extra in the movie. I, I enjoyed every scene with her, and she always had something kind of funny to add before she was off camera. Yeah. Did you notice? Because I didn't. Cat Dennings has some huge. Tatas. She's got some swangers and bangers. She's got some warlocks that can cast them spells. And I feel like in Thor, they did a good job of hiding that shit. That's I, one thing about like Cat. I was just about to say I didn't know that that was. I didn't know she. I don't. I'm not aware of her assets. <laughs> yeah, she's got some big old sweater puppies. She's rolling with some fucking pit bulls in there that are ready to fight and get out because they are usually busting through every shirt. But like. 
But they I feel like in Thor, they yeah, Disney they really, fight it. They were like, we're not about to have no, cleavage yeah, 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 all they over did a great the place. Job. And Cat yeah. Dennings, Cat Dennings is great. Yeah, no, she she was great. Um, Umbra Doctor sucks, but like yeah, no, she, yeah, she shows whack. Yeah, she was in some shit before that. Though. Uh, was, the Doctor, the guy that played the Professor on Goodwill Hunting, that's like the only other movie I automatically can think of. Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. He was cool. He's I great. mean, I think every like the casting for this movie was pretty well. I know we started off with that and I'm not going to we're not going to get right back into the casting, but he did a good job. A I enjoyed job. his role. I really believe that like this like I don't know. I, I just like when I'm convinced that like I don't typecasting sometimes is kind of lame to me because it's like it's a little lazy, mm-hmm. but when you can typecast and then that person still nails it and you're really just into every word that they're saying, um, I enjoyed it. So I thought he was great uh, in his role. And so See, that was a thing that I never felt like Disney or, well, yeah, I guess Disney, but Marvel never did in these movies is timecast it. I never felt like I, I've watched a Marvel movie and thought like, well, yeah, they're just putting that person in because like they fit here. I always am more surprised by their casting decisions, and then, and then they honestly, end up doing well. Yeah, or... honestly, yeah, I've never been unhappy with a Marvel casting decision. So you were surprised when you found out Chris Hemsworth was going to be Thor? I wasn't. I was like, oh, of course. I was. I was. I was surprised by like the performance, but like, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't say like, a, like I wasn't surprised like at the beginning because like, and I couldn't say of course because like I didn't know who he was. It was just like well, I said is, of course because once I saw what he looked like, I was like, yeah, he looks like the fucking yeah. Thor in real life. So, but then you're sense. happy with the performance because he can look that way and still suck it up as Thor. That's true. But, like, no, kill yeah. it. he, so he did, he did the pretty well. And, like, um, well. Yeah. Now I will say we're talking about characters. Uh, I my favorite character of this show, and it, I think that's a common thing in most superhero movies. The the villain, like if the villain's done well, they usually have the most interesting scenes in whatever movie it is you're watching and loki i mean we, we killmonger's great but before that loki was the best villain in marvel because he actually had a lot of depth in kind of the complexity or the du- duality where like he was good but he did a lot of fucked up stuff and he lied but you understood why he was lying and manipulating people um and yeah i like that was actually really oh, he wasn't Hiddleston. just evil just to be evil yeah he, tom hiddleston blew up after that shit yeah, he was People, great. He, yeah, oh, more than any other villain. Um, more I, than any other. He Marvel was. Sure. Well, I usually save this for a little after, but I will say now, and I'll ask you who you think. He was the MVP of the movie as far as just nailing his role every scene. He didn't overdo it, but you really felt like I can understand your pain, and I understand why you're lying to your brother now, and I understand why you're doing some of the things you do. Although I might not agree, but like I get it, and I think he just nailed it. Like the scene where he finds out that Odin is not his father and it's like well, how the fuck did you not know that already but yeah. um, the scene where he finds out like where he's from and he puts that together because of that fight and he realized like that the ice didn't affect him the way it did everybody else mm-hmm. uh, like that was like a power like that was a good scene I didn't remember that from Thor from the first time I watched this movie and I was like mm-hmm. man like I was really I was it was one of those where like when you're watching it you I know a scene is good in a movie no matter what if I'm holding my breath a little bit. Yeah. And when I was watching that, I was like, Oh shit, like he just like he he killed that shit. Yeah. Like I felt his pain a little bit. Like he really projected that in from into the to the character on screen. And um I yeah, I enjoyed every single scene with Loki. Yeah. Like he, he nailed it throughout the movie. Especially as it progressed and he started to realize some things. Yeah. Is it <sighs> 
Is it Idris, Idris, or Idris? Idris. Idris. Idris, I believe. Oh, man, people would hate you if you if you had to ask that question. I'm glad it's just you and me here right now. Yeah, Idris. Y'all, it's... I believe. Or maybe I'm wrong, but I'm the, pretty sure it's Idris. The letter I is fucking dumb in the English <laughs> language. Like, it's all the way over. I see that dude and everything. Nobody ever says his name. Fuck off. But it's... So, Idris. So, Idris Elba. Um, yeah, Hi Mall. Heimel? Is that we... Shit, we just... Now that... Down. Yeah, we just look, tried to look that shit up, too. Heimel? Hi, fuck. Sorry, Anyways, guys. We're so bad with these names. But you know who the fuck he is. MVP of the movie. I love... You think he was the MVP? Shit, I thought he fucking crushed it. I thought every single scene he was in was fucking amazing. And that's the dude... One, he lets him go. He lets the team go rescue Thor. Yeah, and he's like, he walks right away. He's like, well, town. if I don't see you, yeah, yeah. Like he's, I one, I think he's the MVP of that one, and I haven't seen the second one, but I think he's the MVP of Thor. Ragnarok okay, well, too. Well, oh, he was great like, in Thor. He was saving. He was literally saving the citizens. Like, yeah, he was tight in Thor. Right. He basically sure. allowed the like the city to get saved in the first. And one, he had the, too. He had the like, dread swinging and shit with the sword. Yeah, she bro's was the gatekeeper. And, like, they say, like, he's mm-hmm. super powerful. He's got, like, an allegiance to the and throne. And he can but, see like, pretty he, much everything. He broke his allegiance. He wasn't, like, one-dimensional. I thought, like, he was he's a fucking amazing character. He crushed it. He was, he's my favorite part, like, any time it pulled up. Heimdall, I guess. We'll just we'll assume it's Heimdall. I mean, that's what it looks like. So, yeah, no, he, he was good. I think I like the character better than the performance. Not because Idris isn't a good performer. Just he's supposed to be a really stoic character. Um, so there wasn't a lot of personality there, but I did enjoy all the times that he made a decision to a conscious decision to protect Asgard the best he felt possible. Yeah. You know, like that, that was cool. He wasn't like, Oh, well I gotta, I gotta listen to the King. He was like, nah, man, like this shit is whack. Yeah. You, you guys go do what shit. you gotta do. Like it, I enjoy, I, I was, was going to say Natalie Portman just because of the comment I made earlier about kind of Disney and Marvel fucking their lead female leads. Yeah. Not literally like on some Weinstein shit, but just like in like <laughs> writing and stuff like that. Like, yeah, no. Being stuck with bullshit, basically. Yeah, like, just oh, trying, to, just... trying to make the best out of a bad exactly. situation. Like, that's, I think that's just the character of... It's just like you're you're working with very little dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. But like through like your... Or depth you, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like you're just the love interest, basically. Yeah, but she, she made it a little bit better than that. The level of character that he was through the dialogue that he had, I thought was really impressive. No, because and when like he I, did do something and when he did talk, that you fit, like there was an impact. Everything like, okay, was intentional. It yeah, was great. That, that was good. I, I won't lie about that. Speaking of Natalie Portman as much as I do enjoy her in almost any movie I've seen her in um I didn't I was not feeling the scene where Thor was like the the fuck the whatever that robot the the guardian robot was sent after him knocked the shit out of Thor yeah, he knocks the shit out of Thor. Thor is like kind of fucked up in the street, and she's just crying. It's a very dramatic scene, and I'm not gonna lie, he doesn't meet her until 30 minutes into the movie. They've spent maybe 48 hours or less together, and it just felt really overly dramatic. The fact that she was so worried about it, like I'm not saying you can't be worried about somebody you just met, um, but I don't know. It just I wasn't feeling it. I was like, do you really like you care about this guy that much? Are you, like, why would you even like? How come you haven't fucking run yet? Like you're watching him because you love him, really, and you're crying. It just was a little bit too much for me. But I get that these movies all need a love interest, and the whole point of him that kind of eventually comes back to why he has that he why he cares about Earth is mm-hmm. because he cares about her, and so he eventually grow. You know what I mean? Like I get it. She came. It off just kind of happened really fast. Either real dumb or real thirsty, 
And that is not her fault. That is that's what I'm talking. That's the character. Yes, yeah, the character. She had to make the most with what she had. The love interest as a one-dimensional bullshit character. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying she couldn't that's have been totally watching and been concerned, but the way she just ran out there like this was the love yeah. of her life. It was like, bitch, you don't even fucking know this yeah. dude, and he's weird, and you don't like you don't know shit, and you're crying over him. It was just very dramatic. Yeah. Um, and I think that whole scene in general moved really fast. I did not enjoy. Yeah, the pacing was weird. Uh, the pacing got really shit. weird, but yeah. basically, like the whole. Like the first two thirds of the movie, like when the basically it, the the origin story, which was like the first thirty something minutes, mm-hmm. was mostly in Asgard, mm-hmm. um, and then when he gets first he gets to New Mexico and it's just kind of showing like what it's like for him being on another planet. I thought that was just they had a lot of fun with that, and then the scene where he tries to go get his hammer, like that was fun, just watching him fucking. Like on some WWE shit, like that was cool. Just beating the shit out of all the guys that work for Shield, like right. all the all that stuff was great. But literally, once his friends show up, which the movie should be taking a really exciting turn at that point. Once his friends come to get him, it sucked. I'm not gonna lie, the movie sucked at that point. That's where the movie really like that movie. We said it got like a 77 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. That movie easily could have been up towards a 90 or at least in the 85 percent. Yeah, it took a really weird it got, turn. It got for bad. Like I said, the pacing got bad because all of a sudden she's so so distraught over this guy she loves after two days the team gets like knocked the fuck uh, out the like team is just like, it was just weird like I don't know they just came Like it, it was just weird like they were really throwing that together cause like oh shit guys we, we gotta we gotta wrap this up like that's yeah. how the movie felt like oh yeah. we gotta wrap this storyline up um and so and then what he like he create like he gets his hammer once he kind of makes that decision to be like a selfless ruler or whatever and so it's like he's now worthy of the powers again yeah. and he gets the hammer and he creates this tornado or yeah. some weird shit and then next thing you know that battle's over i don't know it was well, super he underwhelming loves the tornado move i feel like i've watched I've watched a couple movies that will be coming up, like in the podcast series soon. Like he, dude, Thor loves the tornado. I mean, he's a god of thunder. I get it, yeah. but it's like I wanted to. I wanted to see, like you know, what that scene should have been to me hmm. uh, is maybe not not to the extent, but like in Man of Steel, mm-hmm. where him and General Zod are just beating the shit out of each other, and they're going through buildings and shit. Yeah. That's what this should have been. Like, come on, you're Thor, the god of thunder, who just got your powers back, and you're fighting this seemingly indestructible robot who can shoot like shit out of his eyes like that should have been an epic couple minutes of like combat and then instead you just go and create some type of whirlwind and it's like it's just over like i thought that was i, I was not fucking with that at all i was super disappointed in how that part ended because I, I, yeah. I couldn't remember how that fight scene went down so i was excited to see him beat the shit out of this big ass no, robot i remember Did that happening the most disappointing part of the, the movie most is like far. yeah the ending was the ending was pretty garbage because you, it had a cool like that was a cool adversary I was like oh yeah I can't wait to see them throw down because yeah. it was a big scary looking robot I get it it was just super like it's a super underwhelming no. um once he goes it was the first like it was his coronation day it was like the first like 15 minutes of the movie like when they first introduced the destroyer and I remember like kind of foreshadowing yeah and I yeah. Wa- I remember watching and just thinking like oh my god like yeah that's right like the end of the movie like because even, like, he pops out and just, like, he, like, vaporizes those people so easy. But then mm-hmm. he's, like, missing, like, the team. And, like, I hate that, I hate that like, illogical bullshit. Oh, like, like, yeah, like, okay, yeah, he when he va- sees he the can, ice guy, the he ice giants. vaporize them immediately. They were gone the team, in a split he's second. He's just, like, missing. But now and, you're like, coming. Yeah, it's, it's similar to the, the Jeff Bridges. Like, you ripped out my targeting system. So, yeah. Like, bitch, now all of a sudden you miss everything yeah. when he's, like, when he's 10 yards away from you. Just pick a different villain. Just, like, pick a, don't make it that villain. 
make a make a yeah. decision in the story room uh, or, hey, or, or whiplash like yeah. cut, literally cutting a car in half and a door but you you can't hit somebody five feet in front of you yeah you like that type of stuff yeah. it's like i get that you can't kill these characters but at least make it make a little bit more sense pick a different scenario yes don't don't force that scenario yeah you no, had a whole I, there was a whole there was months and months and maybe years and years of writing to lead up to that situation maybe, and you could have uh, made that a little better maybe fuck with a different idea yeah, no, I, I completely fuck, agree. Fuck um, they were like in the middle of the street, and he just couldn't hit them. Like, I get there and jump behind cars, but how does he not blow up that whole car and anything within five feet of he it? Blasted the, he like, blasted the ice people when they were like ten feet away. He like walked out, blah, 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 done, and yeah. then like, you got a whole team? Fuck that shit. Yeah, so uh, that part, yeah, I agree. Just so that whole dumb. scene, I, I didn't like really anything about it. Yeah. Other than the hype, like I was excited to see it happen, yeah. but as it was happening and as it ended, I was like, oh, that's it? That's fucking bullshit. Now... When he goes back to Asgard to, because he wants to confront Loki, like, yo, why the fuck did you lie about dad? Um, I was still kind of like, even though I was, I was upset about the scene that just happened because it all sucked between Natalie Portman crying for no reason up to the the bad fight or lag thereof. Yeah. Um, I was still like, oh, I want to see because he's about to like that's that's why the Loki's character was so good because mm-hmm. I was excited to see how all that was gonna go down. Yeah. And. Um, and it wasn't bad. Like I, I did enjoy like just the confrontation and just the kind of the reveal of what's going on and everything. And just two brothers. Like it was a good story, and I liked how they, I, I liked I liked how they were playing off of that. But yeah. once again, just kind of like an underwhelming climactic or anticlimactic scene where like I'm not saying him and Loki should literally be trying to take each other's heads off. Like I get that they're brothers. But I just never felt like there was a sense of real danger there, or there was like I like once as the, I was excited for that scene to happen, I wanted that conversation to happen. But once he got there, it was like, okay, guys, well, yeah, kiss and make up, whatever. Like it just it didn't. It, I wasn't invested once the dialogue kind of started. I didn't mm. feel like it was going anywhere. The fight scene just felt like it wasn't really going anywhere. Um, when Loki's about to try to destroy everything and mm. or, like, it just uh, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I just I don't believe that Thor just couldn't like walk up and like whoop up on Tom Hiddleston. You know no, what I mean? as as crafty as Loki is, like Thor's like I I mean I get that he's just kind of he's still young. He's like probably what like he's young considering like for this movie they even call him like a child. Whatever mm-hmm. he's like a damn near like an adolescent, even mm-hmm. though he's clearly a grown ass man. But who knows how Asgardians are? Well, you should just he's, be able to like incapacitate that dude. Like it, it just yeah, Thor he, was going through like way too much of a struggle, like finding Loki. Like whenever when you already saw him with the ice people just whooping the shit out of everybody, just like give you one of those little like hammer swings, brat, hit him in the stomach one time. I don't know, knock him out for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then take care of your shit. I hate like whenever the inconsistencies in people's powers. Mm-hmm. But when they oh yeah, exactly. Up. But but then it, but he kills. Like four dozen ice monsters at the be- at the first part of the movie, yeah, super like without easy. even breaking a sweat. But yeah. then all of a sudden, Loki is it's, like such a you can't even you can't fight him. And I get maybe it'd be hard because it's your brother, and maybe that's the point he didn't really want to. I guess, but yeah. I, but it's like well, convey that in the movie. I, it just seemed like yeah, he was just like being weak. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So either way, like the, basically, my my general. My general opinion of the movie is I was actually enjoying it a lot more than I expected all the way up until like maybe the hour and 20 minute mark or so. It was, hour and 10 minute mark. Like that last act of the movie really like just fails. It was a nice flight, man. Yeah, it just had a bumpy landing. What I want to talk about is um, Odin's is Odin's powers. Odin whispering sweet nothing 
asks into Molnir's ear of like, <laughs> whoever's worthy can pick you up. And then like tossing it off, just like, one, why is do you it, have to it, whisper that shit? And two, how does that fucking magic work? And just do magic all the time then? Okay. Like, is that a new power? Well, to answer that second question is, like, you don't ask questions like that yeah. in, in Marvel, in, in comic like, book movies. One, and then why do you have to whisper it? Like, he just, like, got real intimate. Just well, like, he, he, but the thing, he doesn't want Thor to know that that was his plan. He wants him to think, like, you will never have this. Yeah. When in reality, he was like, I'm really setting well, you Thor up. Well, Thor was already gone in the dimension, but he just, like, well, I guess Loki was, like, there and couldn't hear, but he was just, like... Yeah, I just think he was so, trying to keep that under wraps. Like, hey, this is my plan. Because that, that's the point. He's, like, playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. Can Thor like, whisper anything into it? Can he be like... Can destroy the whole world. But oh, like, can he like, do that as well? Yeah. Wait, yeah is there like a is there a certain like code <laughs> that like Odin just can whisper into? Can he whisper anything at any like? Yeah, can only Odin do that? Yeah, yeah. that pissed me off. Like um, whispering. Into yeah, I mean shit. that's that's one of many like, like weird little it. plot holes. You gotta have like the redemption story for the movie, but like yeah. Thor had to hit rock it's just, bottom. It's something that like really bothered me like throughout the whole movie of like after him whispering that shit because I was like, oh cool, so we can just do that forever now. We can just whisper into shit well, and like make it happen. Well, the thing is. Would you complain more if that doesn't happen, and then all of a sudden later in the movie the hammer just comes to him, and you're like, "Well, how the fuck? I thought you couldn't use it." So at least I think they wanted to plant that earlier in the movie, so you expect like, "Okay, something's gonna happen, and he'll be able to use it later." I, mean, I love it. It just felt it like just wasn't done that well. Like a lot of things in the movie, like a good idea but poor execution. Yeah, it just may be like a fault of mine, like with the movie. But like I like I get why it happened in that plot line. I'm just within like the whole context of that universe now odin it should just be walking around whispering sweet nothings into everything and just making shit happen because apparently he can just put curses and prophecies yeah. on fucking whatever he wants at any time yeah like capture the infinity stones or you know anything yeah. he can like he can like we don't have to have any avengers because yeah. odin can just, whisper yeah, into a hammer yeah, just yeah. whatever he says yeah it's fine <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's Overall, like I said, the, the movie was... Not, I thought I was really going to like... I thought this movie was going to feel like complete homework. And it didn't. Um, but like I said, the last bit of it was kind of tough at times. I was like, what's going on? Why did you choose to, to end the movie this way? I think it just had a really bumpy landing. But overall, like I enjoyed what like 65-70% of the movie quite a bit. And with very minimum complaints. Like It was done pretty yeah. well. I I loved it, and uh, out of the five that we've watched, definitely top five so far. <laughs> definitely in my top five out of the first five. Yeah, so far. Um, so... What was that? Don't know. What happened? I heard a noise. Oh, what? Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? I can't see anything. Yeah, neither can I. What's going on? Shepard was just next to me and something took her. Shepard! talked about how this is the natalie portman episode and um now we're going to go ahead and talk about a role that she played in a movie i enjoyed quite a bit more than thor 
uh, which was Annihilation. Annihilation. So one, no, uh, we'll we'll try our best for no spoilers. But if you haven't seen it yet, um, I don't know. And if you're fine with spoilers, cool. We're gonna try not to give you spoilers. If you're like a little, if you're just gonna be a bitch about it and like you don't want to know anything, like just, just turn just turn the shit cool. off. Thank, yeah, thanks you're, for listening. Yeah, yeah, you're an adult. Yeah, fucking fuck out of here. <laughs> No, I, I will say, though, this movie, we can literally almost give you all the spoilers, and you still would be like, no, I got to see that shit, because I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It, it, it's it's a movie that that's, way. it's yeah, I feel like I should watch it twice after yeah. paying complete, like, it had all my attention the first time. It's just, it's it's a sci-fi thriller that really kind of fucks with your mind a little bit, um, especially that last 20 minutes. I was like, what? I was, my eyes are glued to the screen, but I didn't know what the fuck I was watching. Yeah. Um. But but this to kind of let I have I took a few notes on it here. You know. Uh. So first of all, with the movie, I will say one of my favorite things about it in hindsight is the way that they kind of the direction they chose, like the structure of the movie, because I like how I don't like when a like unless it's done really well, it's hard to do. But I I don't like when movies. Um, basically lead all the way up and then like the last five or ten minutes you get some reveal of some big oh, scary monster. When they M. Night Shyamalan you? Yes, yeah, I hate like, that because yeah, if you're going to do that, if you're yeah. going to do that, it's got to land, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be so good. In this movie, no, they but- give you a lot of the thrills throughout the movie and then at the end it's still thrilling but you're so curious as to what's at the end of this journey that it doesn't have to be some big creepy mutant monster bear slash pig slash human it could just be some weird trippy shit that you don't even know what you're watching you're just interested because you're like i need to figure it out yeah one there is a bear slash pig slash human yeah i wasn't just saying yeah yeah the man bear pig is real but (laughs) like no this the plot yeah the ending isn't just based off of like some twist like the entire plot like the entire movie is amazing i think this is one of my favorite movies i want the shit to win awards right now I wanted to win awards right now. Like I love this fucking it's movie. It's definitely was, worthy of some nominations, and I think it'll get some. If nothing else, just for the some of the visuals. It was so refreshing. or adapted screenplay or whatever those weird categories are. So refreshing just to see a sci-fi has become a genre where you don't have sci-fi movies anymore. You don't have big sci-fi movies anymore. You have small kind of like independent sci-fi movies now. Like uh, Mr. Nobody was a pretty good one. Um, oh. Fuck me. There's another one. I don't know. Look that shit up. There's there's a couple like smaller <laughs> yeah, like good ones up. out there. Yeah. Um, but like it's more like sci-fi like horror, sci-fi thriller. Like sci-fi is just kind of like peppered into almost every genre. Watch. Now. Yeah, it's just it's kind of like a garnish now. Basically, for, for every movies. MCU movie sci-fi. Yeah, this like, is at some point. Yeah, it's more of like a topping. It's not it's not really like the whole like point of the movie. This one was just beautifully like focused on fucking your mind up the whole movie mm-hmm. and just like what this different reality could be it was absolutely wonderful yeah um now if you like to get high and go see movies like do that shit and like if you're like like you know should i get kind of high should i get real high just like get fucking high and go see this movie it's so good and if you don't like to get high and go see movies just go see this movie because it's fucking awesome it's great the, like, i will argue that this movie might be better to watch kind of sober so you, you can, can so yeah, you, so you can kind of maybe follow some things because sometimes when I'm high, I'm just like sometimes high movies are better um, when it's just like mindless action, and this yeah. movie is not 
mindless action. There's some parts where like some shit's getting gunned down, or there's like a kind of a there's definitely some thrilling scenes, and we'll, I'll get to one in particular that was one of the most thrilling scenes I've seen in the movie in a long time. Um, but no, it's like a very it's a cerebral experience, and so if you feel like oh if I get too high I'm not gonna be focused enough. Then don't yeah. do it. I mean, if you know, but if that's if that's how you like to consume your movies and your television and your especially your science fiction and your horror and thrillers, then by all means, get high as fuck, go watch the movie, and just yeah. be strap up for the ride. It, it's it's but very it's fun. A, it's a very engaging plot line, but goddamn, is it aesthetically pleasing? Just yeah. so gorgeous. So the music, so unique with the soundtrack like of the movie the entire time mm-hmm. like how how the soundtrack like fix uh fits kind of like with the they, aesthetics they had this random like beautiful. i think it would be like just kind of like this acoustic guitar but it's like the same song but they would play like a little piece of it like a different parts throughout the movie no it wasn't was it the like, same song you just think it's the same song this dude thinks that like, like all the indie same. music is like the same no, song that was the same I played, melody i'll play this dude music and he's like i listen to this shit like a hundred times a day at work and it's like it's not the same song no, it is. Like you just not, listen to top 100 no, hits. No, I don't. It you listen to the Billboard no, top was, 100. It was different music. It was you all basic the, motherfucker. It was different, subtle. It was subtle and beautiful and great. <laughs> he, just, he was just like, it's all. He's like, this is the one song I hear all day. Like it's just <laughs> okay. This, this dude thinks he lives in a fucking cartoon. Like Whatever. they have one outfit. Like a little, like when Dexter opens up his closet, it's just all lab suits. Like that's the same song. No, fucking all day. No, that yeah. was the same shit. Whatever. Anyway, um, okay, so. Um, I will say that it feel the movie does feel like it, it's uh, one of my complaints about it is that it tackles two super interesting maybe questions or themes or whatever. But I don't. I think it tries to tie them together, but they don't feel as connected as the movie wanted them to be. And I'll go. I mean, I'll explain what I'm saying here. Um, basically, uh, without spoiling too much. Uh, this one theme about the movie, and they pretty much say it like blatantly, like you don't have to overthink it, is about humans being naturally just self-destructive. We have self-destructive behavior at some point in our lives. We'll ruin something that's going good for us, and we can't even really explain why. And it could be any situation, whether it's a relationship or like you fuck up in school and you're just like, screw yeah. it. whatever. It's like you reject something that should be good for you. I don't know. And so that was like interesting because we all know somebody that does that. We've all done that ourselves. So it's like kind of, a, it's definitely an interesting thing to explore, but they kind of tried to tie that in with, um, well, the, the movie's about, uh, the, they call it the shimmer, which is just this area it's almost like it, look at it like as like an infection on earth like there's this little spot and it's spreading and within this shimmer some weird shit's going down and every time somebody goes within those borders um they don't come out and so it, they they take that theme of like humans being like self-destructive and ruining their own lives in some way for whatever reasons that they probably don't even know or can't explain they take that theme which is interesting within itself and they try to apply this whole like life starting over but better kind of thing or like nature taking over and i was in what was i i was thinking like what did earth think that it was ruining itself and want to start over or something like i don't know like i was trying to see how those two things tied in together and it felt like damn those are almost like two different themes that should be in two different movies yeah um that's like my only complaint and that's just me kind of nitpicking at this point yeah, so, the, y'all, this is going to be a huge spoiler because we're going to get into the movie uh, real deep. So, uh, either goodbye or hello, hey, how you doing? Glad you saw the movie. 
Um, so part of it was that the re- the fragmentation, the re-scrambling of DNA and everything, what I thought that was in the two points that you just brought up of you're taking something completely um, something that you know, something uh, you're taking some, something completely familiar and you're re-scrambling it and making it to something new. So that's part of that self-destruction. Whenever you self-destruct, you're taking an experience that you have, and it's like something that you know, and you're mm-hmm. self-destructing because you know it shouldn't be that way. Whenever you self-destruct and you do like some kind of self-destructive behavior, you know from step A to step B, it should be this way. But you're going to fuck it up somewhere in between step A and step B. Mm-hmm. that's that self-destructive behavior and i think that's what that kind of that regeneration that fragmentation of the dna is is it's kind of you're taking something completely known and you're making it into something completely and it's not different like when you self-destruct it's not like you're making like something different happen like you're just taking something you're making something completely new out of something that already was mm-hmm and so in between step A and step B, you said, nah, and you kind of twisted it yeah. into so something new. Are you saying that you felt like that's what like nature was doing in this movie? Well, I'm saying the two themes that you had were mm-hmm. completely just tied into each other. I'm okay. saying the two themes that you had were almost one theme. Okay. Like it was... So you see the connection more clear than I, I did, And I, 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 I think that's like what's beautiful about it. And I thought that's what, like, what was so amazing about it is like how deeply like they tied that shit in. Um... And, like, uh, just about, like, self-destructive behavior in a whole. Because I think that concept is so interesting. Like, why as people do we do that? Mm-hmm. Why, like, do you know, like, something is logical? And, like, you would, like, at one point would be like, oh, it's logical. But, like, you you almost, like, want to test those yeah. waters. Like You want to see it. if that's what you really want, maybe, or yeah. whatever. You might not even realize you're doing it. No, and, like, yeah. that's the whole thing. It's like, you don't really know. And it yeah. could be, like, it's just kind of It's like an intru- it's an interesting exploration yeah. of, like, human nature. Yeah. Um, so I, I did like that. So, well, yeah, okay. So I guess you, you make, a, make a clear connection. I still don't quite see it, but it's not a movie you're supposed to just be able to see, like, right through. It, it's kind of tell you, you can really form your own opinions about what it might be about, I guess. I hope so, yeah. I think um, that's 100% accurate. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, aside from the themes of the movie, because that's a little bit harder to grasp, because it's a, you can just kind of have your own interpretation. Just as far as the overall feeling when watching this movie, there were a few scenes, one in particular, that had me, like, I was about to fucking pass out. I was, like, holding my breath, like, scared. It's not really a horror movie, but there's a couple, or at least one in particular, what I'm going to talk about. Man bear is pig? A, yes, the man bear pig. Yeah. Uh, or man boar human yeah. bear. I don't know. Whatever. Um, weird combination, and it was creepy as fuck. Um, so basically, what happens within the Shimmer, um, the the or they called it like Area X, whatever. I think Area X just sounds cooler, but they they called it the Shimmer as well, which I think is something that the director put in. I don't think area, that was in the novel. Area X was in the base. Area X was like base oh, that camp. was the base that it was, was like base camp. To, yeah. Okay, 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 cool. Um, so, um, so within this little area where like like the like this kind of unknown zone where there's this shimmer and everything looks weird um when, when these women go e- explore what they eventually realize is that um everything that is within like this prism they is what what they end up calling it basically gets like oh, i guess you can call it like, cross contaminated and blends in with one another the re- and, that's what i was talking about earlier the refragmentation so basically yeah. it, it takes the dna 
that's what's about with those two concepts. Like, it, it just the DNA gets basically refragmented, mm-hmm. and if you have radio signals, it refragments a radio signal. If you have uh, for the light spectrum, that's why it shimmers. That's why it's shimmering is because uh-huh. the light, uh, the light spectrum, the light waves are getting refragmented. Yeah. So that's why everything is like a little bit different. That's why their DNA. That's why she gets like grown into flowers and shit. Is yeah. Because everything is just getting scrambled. Picture like a radio wave and it mm-hmm. going normal, and all that shit's just getting. Completely I see. Scrambled. So that's why because if you look like it had like these, uh, it's almost like when like we're recording this podcast and you see like the little like. The, I can't yeah. explain it. It's hard. Well, you got to see the it would, movie. It would go up and down, but it would go just like totally mixed. Yeah. That, that's what I was saying about human self-destruction, though. You have these intentions, and those intentions stay like on a similar wavelength, and you know like what point A to point B is, mm-hmm. but then that shit just gets all scrambled up. Like it's just okay. it's the same shit. Like you're, I, not, you're not creating something. You're creating something new out of something that already that was. Uh-huh. Okay, I mean, I'm starting to get the connection you made a little bit more, but yeah. but yeah. So the the whole reason that this that this man bear pig can even exist is because um, not only are things like the like radio signals and things like that being because they, they think that that stuff's not working, but they find out that that the basically the the way the the radio like all the the signals are just being mixed together like so there's no way you can contact anybody on the outside mm-hmm. even though they're like we have 20 satellites above us why can't we contact people it's because everything's just getting tied up in knots together and combined and shit and it's it's all out of whack and that is also what is happening with people's dna the deeper they go into or not just people any living thing within the shimmer so you see that there's plants like hybrid like there's two different flowers or multiple flowers and they're all growing in one space but it's like one flower takes on the takes on the characteristics of like five different types of flowers or plants and then there's animals that once they come into contact with another animal at some point they begin they begin to share those characteristics and so at one point I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to give away everything but like we've already given away the the man bear pig which ugh, fuck that scene was just so crazy um basically it's it was like the body of a bear but it had like the snout and the fangs of like a boar and then uh it had it was like when it would yell or whatever roar or whatever it sounded like a human woman which was their friend who it had just killed the night before it took on basically like her voice box like that became part of its dna and it was creepy as fuck it was so it sounds like what i'm saying sounds kind of weird and corny because i'm explaining it but when you're watching this Ugh, shit my stomach hurts yes, right now <laughs> when, when you're watching it it is the creepiest thing and it just fucks with your head and because you you hear the voice at first and you don't think that that's what it is and then once the bear is all in their face and it's like roaring in their face you can hear like it's it sounds like a human voice oh. off in the distance this is the creepiest shit ever it like was making it was giving me goosebumps um and that that scene right there, what so between their one of their friends going crazy and tying them up, and she was just losing her mind. That leads directly into the scene where the bear comes in the house and just starts fucking shit up. That was what like maybe a little less than ten minutes. That was one of the most intense sequences in a movie I had seen. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how long it's been since I've seen something that had me that on the edge of my seat. I was exhausted the entire day. Yeah, we went and saw that movie like at like eleven in the morning. That was a I, crazy way to start I, the day. I clenched my. I, I probably clenched the side of my seat for I don't know the whole two hours. I was done. I was done the rest of the day. Yeah, and then because I never, the- I never 
recovered from that yeah, shit. Yeah, that, that final scene, when they get to the lighthouse, that's the part I'm really not going to spoil because that's kind of, I guess, the, the quote-unquote big reveal. Like, that's, yeah. like, the end goal and you see some shit. It doesn't really explain much. Like, like I said, even if I tell you what happened, Fuck, you're still yeah, not going to know. Because I, I have no I idea still don't know what happened. happened. <laughs> like, I, I can give you some theories, but we're not going to get too deep into that yeah. right now. But that whole last 15 to 20 minutes, I was, like, I was just, I was fucking shook. Like, I yeah. was like, bro what the fuck it was like visually it was it was very creepy but at the same time it was like really beautiful in like a weird way like you're looking at it you're like yo this shit looks dope the whole movie even like when it was creepy even the whole like man bear pig scene fucking gorgeous yeah everything like just whole, looked tight as shit the, the way they combined everything the plants growing into gorgeous. one another it almost looked like the, the the way they had the plants growing on the sides of the buildings and shit it was it literally looked like cancer or some shit, but like building up as like like light, like wildlife, and it was, I don't know, I, I don't know how it's it's really hard to articulate because it's almost like one of those things like when you see it, you're like, oh shit. Like, I think you crazy. articulated it perfect. If you take anything away from this podcast, cancer is fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thank you, um, cancer. Yes, no, cancer is a great great motivation for the visuals of this film. This podcast brought to you by cancer. Um, so, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, so, um, let me let me ask you two quick questions. We'll sum these up as quick as we can because we've just talked so long about these two movies. The first one is, what did you think of the ending? Like, what? Well, like, what did you? What? Just quick. Rapid fire. Like, what did you think of it? Of Annihilation? I don't know, man. That shit just, like... You know how I felt about, like, Annihilation? Like, my mind just, like, went into prison and just got treated how I would if I, like, went into prison. Just, like, basically, like, I, like, went to the movie theater. I was like, all right, popcorn's cool. You got smacked around and like And then bitch. just, like, yeah, my, like, my, my <laughs> mind was like, I'm ready to, like, get cleansed and, like, do this shit, like, take a shower. And just, like, Annihilation came in and just fucking whooped my ass for a little bit and yeah. took it. Like Annihilation fucked me. It's up. not a movie like, you should watch if you plan on being on your phone a little bit. Like just because you're gonna watch that shit and be like, man, like what well, I need, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Also, don't be on your phone in a movie, you dumb fuck. Like go if you go see a movie, watch that shit. <laughs> like, like did you pay ten dollars to still text people? I don't yeah, know. The fuck out of town. Like go in there and watch a movie. Also, I want to take that analogy back. My mind didn't get raped. My mind went on a great first date with like. I don't know, a great person. Well, you could go on a f- great first date and then get raped at the end. Yeah. Which, actually, that might be... Boom, there it is. This the movie was a wonderful, a wonderful yet still awkward first date in which you get sexually assaulted violently at the end. <laughs> but at the but you're still you're still happy that the experience happened. That's essentially uh, what this movie is. Man, um, iTunes isn't never going to pick this shit up. We're talking about cancer, date rape. Oh, my God. Regular rape. I'm not going to put any of these in, like, the, the key words, like, when I'm giving the description. I'm going to leave all that shit out. Um, um, okay, so... I don't know. Just the just I, the ending... It's hard to put into, like, words. Like, it really is. Without yeah. describing it, like, exactly what I saw, which I don't want to do. I'd as rather far you as the sci-fi it. movie goes, like, it, it was a perfect sci-fi movie. It was a great... It was a it, great, like... Yeah. The guy, the director... I mean, y'all know, it was the same dude that did Ex Machina. Um, that one fucked your mind the, up disclaimer, a little bit. Like... If you haven't seen Ex Machina, that is also one. Like, if you're into sci-fi, watch that movie. Yeah. Also, For disclaimer: sure. that shit's years old. Um, the robot knows all the shit at the end. The twist is the fucking dude was the real science experiment. Watch your fucking movies, nerds. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck off. I'm sorry. He gets it. a little aggressive when he drinks. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, no, the ending of the movie was uh, of Annihilation. I, th- I thought it was great. I thought from like start to finish, like for for like is what I enjoy like out of a sci-fi movie. It was exactly like what I wanted. I got my mind fucked. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. No, I, I agree. Um, Natalie yeah. Portman last scene of the movie fucking crushed it. It's one of those sci-fi movies that like leaves you. You remember how mad you were at, like at the end of. Um, Inception, like, did the top fall or did the top not fall? That's how I kind of feel like Annihilation should be with, like, the discussion that, like, we're the, the cliffhanger they kind of left you at mm-hmm. um, at the end of, like, Annihilation. If you watch it, like, you'll know what I'm talking about. And hopefully, like, I, I think that shit will come up. I think, like, Annihilation was a good enough movie to where, like, in, like how they left you at the end of the movie will be like, oh, shit, like, what's like what's the next step? Um, Even though, like, you know you'll yeah, never it, get the next step. It's answer. extremely, yeah, there's not going to be, and I'm, I'm happy. I don't want a fucking sequel to this movie. I'll be very disappointed. No, it should just um, be, it should just end. I, I will say that the ending in this movie should provoke a lot of conversation. If you, actually, if you like sci-fi and if you just like movies in general and you watch this and pay attention... Um, the ending of this movie should provoke a lot of conversation with other people that have watched it. It's it just gives you a lot to talk. It gives you a lot to enjoy while watching, and then it gives you a lot to think about and talk about during and also after the film. And I think that's what I pretty much want almost every movie I watch to do. There's sometimes I like to just go see shit get blown up or just go get scared and just mindless shit. But this movie oh, yeah. checked off almost every box as far as like how I want to feel during and after a movie. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I mean, that's pretty much all I have for this Natalie Portman special. Um, oh, also, Tessa Thompson was in there. I am in love with her. It, that Tessa, if you hear this, I love you so much. I'm a huge fan. Um, yeah, that, that, I just wanted to throw that out there. Man. But, um, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, well, let me give you just a quick rundown. So, we talked about Thor, and next will be Captain America, and then Avengers. Uh, so, please, if you're listening to this, if you're following this podcast... Like, stay on track with me. Watch these movies with me. It makes the conversations more fun. Um, reach out to me if you want to just give me some feedback or, like, a suggestion. Or if you just want to tell me, like, hey, this is what I thought of the movie. Whatever the case may be. Um, reach out to me on Twitter at Swartmain, S-W-A-R-T-M-A-Y-N-E. Uh, and just hit me up. Uh, Jordan does not have a Twitter. Uh, he's just he's, he's one of those guys. I don't fuck with Twitter. But, uh, but trust me, I, I relay all the messages. So if I get an interesting question or have a cool conversation, I'll let him know. It may come up in another episode. I'll give you a little shout-out if you're the one that posed the question. And, yeah, man, I really hope you guys enjoyed what we had to say about these films. And I hope you guys keep listening because uh, we got a lot more content coming out, including Marvel and then just anything else that's relevant within TV and films. Oh, also, Atlanta. Atlanta will be on the next pod. Episode one, at least, will be on the next pod. Probably the Captain America episode because Avengers will just dedicate all that. So that's like, going to be a lot to talk about. So yeah, on the on the next Captain America, the next episode, which will be over Captain America one, uh, we'll have some Atlanta talk there as well. So be sure to watch that show. If you haven't watched season one, you're lame and you need to watch it so you can be caught up. Watch episode one of season two. Watch Captain America to get refreshed and listen to my next episode coming out probably next week. Uh, And that's all I got, guys.